gotta love the human jukebox. A pleasant good morning to everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Today's guest menu looks like this. Joining us early, co-host on today's show, Coach Van Petaway steps in. He's in the starting lineup. Look forward to uh, visiting with Coach Petaway very shortly. Also, uh, from WAFB-TV uh, Channel 9, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Kevin Batiste. He will join us. You know, he visited with us last week. He's back for another uh, edition here on the Carlos Brown Show. Then we'll be joined by Jim Klein-Peter. He covers Southern University Athletics for the Advocate. He's on the print side. Then, along with Jim, we'll be... Uh, Pat Timlin, Timlin of NBC 33 and Fox 44. I'll have both of them in together. We're kind of going around the local media here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, getting their thoughts on this upcoming Southern University uh, football season. Then last but not least, Willa Brown. He'll join us in our number two. Here's Simply What's Trending on the Carlos Brown show. We're going to get into Southern University football post-scrimmage. Some of the highlights. Harold Blood is your number one starter for Southern University. Also, Coach Buddy Pugh, congratulations. He announces his retirement after the 2023 season. Over 40-plus years in the business. He deserves to go out at his liking. And he's decided to uh, call it the day. So, Coach Pugh, you deserve this. And by the way, he kicks off the 2023 football season, the Cricket Wireless Swack Miak Challenge in Atlanta on national TV, 6.30 Central Standard Time, ABC slash ESPN. That's simply what's trending on the Carlos Brown Show. We're going to now be joined by Coach Van Petaway. And there he is, Coach Petaway. You are in the starting lineup today. Uh, good morning. How you doing, sir? Uh, well, it's nice. You know, a lot of times when you come off the bench, uh, anytime a coach puts you in uh, to start, uh, you, you show your appreciation and you got to be ready to go. I'm looking, <laughs> forward, I'm looking forward to the day. And uh, you've already talked about some great things. Uh, I was also had an opportunity to read up on Coach Pugh announcing that uh, he, he was uh, – this would be his last season. I got an opportunity to meet him firsthand when he came to visit. He interviewed at Alabama A&M before we hired uh, Anthony Jones as a football coach. Wow. So, uh, I, I got a chance to sit down and talk with him when he came in on his, on his visit. So I, I do know him, and he he's a nice guy. And he's one of the, the true legends when it comes to football. Uh, I think his record speaks for itself. I think he's had over 147 wins at South Carolina State. Uh, he is definitely the all-time leading uh, winner there at South Carolina State. And, and, you know, he comes from a great background because he coached with his assistant coach for Coach Jeffries. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he was at uh, University of South Carolina under uh, Lou Holtz. So uh, the pedigree is there. And for him to go back to his alma mater and do the things that he's done, he deserves to go out on his own accord. And, yes. and, I'm, glad, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad to see that because – you know, a lot of times in the HBCUs, you you don't you don't as a coach you don't go out on your own court. You know, you 
you, you they more or less show you the door. And and then, uh, but he's doing it the right way. He has uh, mentored and helped a lot of guys over his, a lot of young men uh, over his career. So hats off to him. And I hope he uh, enjoys the next stage of his life, which is retirement, uh, because, you know, God has, has guided him through uh, these 47 years on the football field. Now he has said, let's turn the page. There's another chapter for you. And so uh, I hope Coach Pugh, I, I wish him much success. Uh, yeah. In, in after. Yeah, you know, Coach, I, I think um, you said it well. Um, when I think of Coach Pugh, some words that come to mind, uh, toughness, meaning his he's tough and his teams were tough. Uh, physical. I only got a chance to see South Carolina State in, in person a couple of times, but I, I, when the announcement came, I, I, I was reminded of the SWAC MIAC challenge that was in Baton Rouge. And um, the weather was really hot. I, I enjoyed the game in the uh, press box. But Coach Pew team, they were tough, yep. they were physical. And I go back to one particular play. South Carolina State surprised the heck out of me. They did a play-action pass, and the receiver was wide open. No one was within five yards. Obviously, Coach Petaway had blown the assignment on the yep. defensive side. And the receiver dropped the ball. I think he was thinking about, oh, I'm so wide yep. open. Yep. A touchdown, and he dropped it. The stadium, the whole stadium just gasped. And I went around the press box doing this, the cross sign. We had just got a blessing because he yep. dropped that pass. But, you know, with Coach Pugh and then seeing him in the Celebration Bowl and just first class, professionalism, yep. Yep. you can use those words. And um, I, I don't have any kids, but if I would have had a, a, a son and he was being recruited by Coach Pugh at South Carolina State, I would have no problems with that recruitment because those are just some of the words when you think of coach Pugh. So somehow I think he still will be around even in retirement. He'll be involved in, in, in something, but it will be on his own terms. So right. uh, coach Pugh enjoy your retirement, but he's going to work in war today. Oh yeah. Against Jackson and, state. And Carlos, that's, that's the other thing now with him announcing that Thursday morning, now, you know it lit a fire on his players. So now th those players are probably going to uh, take it up a notch because they love their coach and they probably want their coach to go out uh, on, the, on the winning side. And so that's going to put a little more juice in that game tonight against Jackson State. So Jackson State better be ready for that emotional aspect of it uh, with Coach Pugh's players rallying behind him uh, to send him off into a glorious retirement. So I think that – I, and I think that's going to probably last for this entire season. Season, but you can definitely expect uh, those kids to be fired up tonight. Yeah, you'll get the best shot from uh, South Carolina State. Um, last time we talked with the audience at Southern University, as we were on the air, they were going through a, a scrimmage, and they went at uh, nine o'clock. And Coach Petaway, I, I, I'm sure in Huntsville. This this dome that just doesn't want to move. It is been <laughs> it's been brutal. And, yep. and Southern got through it with no problem. It goes to say this that this 
program, their strength and conditioning coach and all, you know, his assistants, they've done a great job. They, they got through it. And when I tell you, even at, uh, um, around the time that they finished, probably around 11, you know, right before 11 and Baton Rouge, I mean, it's, it's like 96, 97 already at that time. And the heat index is well in triple digits, but Harold blood, um, he has put his official stamp on this football team going against the number two and three defense. He was 27 of 38 and, he could have had 31 completions, four drops, but for 377 yards. Now, look, I get it. Well, you're going against the second or third team, but but most importantly, you're going against your team. They know your strengths and weakness. But Coach Petaway, that's still – you just can't just shoot that under the rug. 377 yards passing, and we're going to show some highlights in a minute, um, uh, some big plays from that, that scrimmage show. It, it's kind of like a dress rehearsal. Now it's game week. This time next week, Southern, with a lot of teams, are going to kick off uh, their, their football season. But, Coach, you know, the quarterback is like the point guard. In oh, yes. on, on, on the team, he's grasped this team. He's put a stamp on it. And uh, he told me privately that this football team, and he's been a part of it for several years now, this seems to be the closest this season that – the teammates, all of them, it's the camaraderie, and he, he appreciates that. Right. Well, even in a scrimmage, what, what you're looking at, he's getting the ball where it needs to go. In other words, in order for, him, for him to have that uh, type of uh, completion percentage and also the number of yards, that means that he's he's distributing the football well, and he's getting it to the people. Now, and I'm quite sure that the coaching staff is, is pleased with him uh, reading his progressions and, and getting through this. So, uh, even though it's a scrimmage, you still see positive things that will carry over into their first game next week. And, uh, you know, this is an exciting time of the year for all of the HBCUs because everybody's gearing it up. They're down to their last, uh, their, their last week of practice before they get a chance to hit somebody in a different color uniform. And, yeah. and you know, those, those kids and those athletes, they're looking for that because, you know, they've paid the price. You know, they're off-season workout programs. Uh, the the summer the summer workouts and now fall camp so they're looking forward to seeing uh, putting everything that they've learned putting it into action next week and in and in South Carolina State and and Jackson State's case today and see going back to Jackson State you know Coach Taylor I saw him in an interview earlier this morning and he said he's not going to uh, name his starting quarterback until game time so he's waiting until the last minute. Uh, b- b- before he he uh, tips his hat. Yeah, well, in my humble opinion, I think he knows. Well, I know he knows. Well, yeah, yeah, he says he knows, right? I'll take a stab at it. I think it's Jason Brown. Oh, no, yeah. no, no relations. But yeah. what can Brown do for you? Yeah. Um, back to Southern, and a great point, Coach Petaway. Uh, one hundred and three play scrimmage. Coach Julius said Blood went out and ran the offense. I wanted him to run. He took it under his wing. You can't um, you can't be Coach Dooley if you got to do what Coach Dooley says. So um, just a, a lot of big plays, um, getting through it healthy, 27 of 38, 377 yards, as I uh, stated earlier. And uh, here's another quote um, by Coach Dooley. He says, even when he has to get outside the pocket, 
he understands he's got to keep his eyes downfield, knowing he can make a play downfield or may have to run it. That makes me and, – and, and I'm not saying that they are the same type of players, but those words made me think of um, the late, great uh, McNair. Steve McNair. He was dangerous. I mean, he was a tremendous athlete, but he always had his eyes down the field. And I saw him make a couple of big plays when, you know, the DBs, they're taught not to be looking in the backfield. Well, he's scrambling and running around. Whoops. Eyes got caught looking down there, and then whoop, he throws the ball down the field. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they extend plays, and that's what Steve was known for, uh, getting out of the pocket. And then that, that reminds me of a, of a story. My first time seeing him was in Dallas. We, we Alabama and them played all Alcorn in Dallas for this classic that they had out there that year. That was his coming out party. He destroyed us out there uh, in, in Dallas. So uh, he he was a great guy. And then if if if, if Bloody if he's seeing down the field the way McNair was, then you all got somebody special down there calling those signals. Well, again, I'm not saying that they're the same type of player. Right. Because Steve McNair was outstanding, probably a once in a 30-year athlete to come through the right. conference. But you like the development of, of Harold Blood. And, and, I, and I'll just be honest. I didn't know what to think coming into the fall camp. You know, I've stated that the quarterback room is much better compared to last year. But I, I'm impressed with the development of uh, Harold Blood. And now we'll get a chance to see him going up against players with a different uniform next Saturday against a very uh, tough Alabama State uh, defensive team. But the, the development is there, and you and you like to see that. And then taking leadership of this football team. And, and Coach, when you look at fall camps, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's not only physical, but it also maybe more so, and you can speak on it, is more so uh, mental because – after a couple of weeks, you run into a wall, it's hot, the body's getting tired, but then you've got to push through, similar to basketball, you know, right, when, right, when, when right. you're getting ready for the season. Right. And, and see, what happens is uh, during the summer summer camp, you're there by yourself. Uh, most of the time, the only people on campus are, are your fall athletes uh, and maybe your, your band. And then, you know, when you hit that wall, you get rejuvenated when the regular students come on campus. So so now that that's uplifting. And then in football's case, the week leading up to the first game, that's another adrenaline rush that they enjoy. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, timing is everything. And having that scrimmage last, last week in the morning, here in Huntsville, it was so hot, they didn't scrimmage until Saturday evening. They didn't mm -hmm. get out there until 6.30. So uh, this is the time of year that the players, they look forward to game week. And so, you know, starting to today, for most of them, this starts their, their game preparation for next Saturday. So they're looking forward to this, and it's time for them to hit and see somebody else in a different color uniform besides your own. You're absolutely right. And on that note, we're going to take our first time out. Uh, when we come back, we'll see if we can find Kevin Batiste. And also, we'll play a little footage for you of uh, Harold Blood and – uh, the scrimmage last week, some some big right. plays. Oh, and, and look, Coach Petaway, by the way, Gary Qualls Jr., you know that name. Oh, yeah. 
He had a big 65-yard run for a touchdown, and, boy, you're just excited. Let yep. the games begin. Let's yep. see what happened. Oh, oh, there you go. Batiste is ready to go, but we'll come back with a after timeout, and we'll uh, save that footage, and we'll join. We'll be joined by our first guest, Kevin Batiste, here on the Carlos Brown Show. Quick timeout. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. For the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. 
Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Visiting with now Kevin Batiste back to back in two weeks. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Coach Featherway, nice to meet you. Hey, Kevin, how you doing, man? Man, doing Kevin, look, Kevin looks like he's enjoying a uh, somewhat cool morning in Baton Rouge. Uh, but of course, it, it, it's going to be uh, smoking in a little bit. Can you get cool in, in Baton Rouge this time of the year? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't. I don't plan on breaking out the winter clothes until probably Christmas. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but but hey, Carlos, Carlos, you mentioned me uh, staying cool, relaxed. Look, this is my off day. This is my last Saturday of freedom until late December because we know college football is about to take all that over, which I don't mind. But I, I, I got to take full advantage of this day. Yeah. The grind, the grind starts. That's right. <laughs> the, the last uh, break before it will be a break <laughs> in, around Christmas time. Um, nope. But first and foremost, Kevin, um, got a chance to uh, check out the special last week out, out outstanding and um i wanted to say that and then too a little bit more we'll get into a little bit more conversation about uh, uh the last scrimmage that uh southern university uh had but um just your initial thoughts now a, a week later of what you witnessed uh as far as southern and and, and you know kind of fall camp coming to an end well the initial thought is these guys are ready to hit somebody else like every other team as you get to that point of going against each other you want to see somebody else in another uniform but as far as the team camaraderie the team camaraderie is great everything's coming together i will say since i've been covering the team in 2021 mm -hmm. i've never seen a southern team rally around their quarterback like this as, as far as harold blood and his his leadership his command everybody respects him Everybody likes him. Uh, I went to a practice this past week. He got awarded uh, a jersey number one. Uh, I'm guessing number one means something like, you know, leader, uh, mm -hmm. most skilled, whatever. But I guess he's going to make that jersey change this year, number one. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the, the signal caller of this team. And, you know, that's interesting because he, he told me maybe a, a week ago via Instagram, 
that he's been in the program, you know, a few years now. But he said this is the closest that uh, this team has been, in his opinion, since he's been there. And so to your point, I think that's that's important. And then he he went out and was 27 to 38, apparently, for 377 yards. But it should have been 31 completions because uh, apparently had some drops. But uh, he has uh, put his signature on this football team. I think we may have lost Kevin. Okay, um, but, but you know what? But, Carlos, anytime, anytime your team rallies behind your, your quarterback or your point guard, you know that you got something special there. And so I know Coach Dooley and, and his staff have to be real pleased uh, to see that. And then for, for Harold to say that, you know, during his time with him being a grad student, him saying that this is one of the better, this team is close, that's a good sign, man. That, that's a good sign. And so the uh, preseason prognosticators may be right. It might be Southern's year to, to, to win the West. And I know you 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 know when you when you start a season, you don't want to really put everything into what uh, the predictions are because you have to actually go out on the field right. and perform. But that's a good sign. That is a very good sign. So you all might be in for a pretty good year when it comes to football. Well, and then too, coach, it's always high expectations. Um, every every football program, every sports program, they have high expectations. Sometimes, how do you deal with those expectations, uh, particularly when you, you're, you're picked to, to, to win a division and uh, compete for a championship? Alcorn State picked second. Uh, Prairie View has high expectations. Texas Southern. Um, what, what do you look at in a team? Then we got Kevin back. What do you look at in a team early on that has high expectations? Do you look for a, uh, a, a single leader or you look at multiple um, leaders, do you look at how the mental makeup of, of this football team is? What what goes into looking at uh, at players to be able to handle those high expectations? Well, I, I think what you look for, you look for that leadership, and 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 you know, with with blood being the quarterback and the teammates rallying around him, then he is one of the leaders on that offensive side of the football. But your quarterback has to lead the entire team. But I'm quite sure they got they got some leaders over there on the defensive side of the ball too, and there are other guys that there are other team captains that are helping them when it comes to this leadership thing. But you look for them to see if if they handle the expectations, you know, do, doing their training, doing practice, are they doing the things that they need to do to progress from from week to from day to day and from week to week? That's what you look for as a coach. You look for a progression after each practice and after each week, you just want your team to be building toward something special. And in this case, toward that opening game. So they're off to a great start. And I, and, and I, like I said, Jaguar nation has got an opportunity to look forward to a great season because it seems as if everything is coming, is coming together. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I've got a chance to see Greg Quarles uh, doing his time here at Alabama A&M. So I know you all are getting a good uh, back, uh, he has really helped. He's going to really help the running back room at, at uh, Southern University. Kevin, welcome back. We were kind of talking about expectations. Um, doing your process of covering the football team, do the guys talk about expectation and how important it is to be able to handle those expectations? 
not really, because they already know what the standard is at, at Southern. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I always I ask them all the time. I mean, this is the second year that they have been predicted to win the Swag West, and they're like, okay, that's just, that's another year. That's that's just you know that's what fans come to expect around here, and uh, and like I said, whenever you haven't won a championship in the last ten years, that obviously of the ante. So I mean, as far as you know what is expected out of the team and all that stuff, they don't need to talk about that. I'm pretty sure Dooley probably doesn't even preach it to him much. It's just about going one and zero every week, as he calls it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I've heard that saying. But with that being said, those expectations are still there. They may not mm-hmm. talk about it, mm-hmm. and, I, and I guess I'm wondering. I guess maybe they don't spend much time thinking about it, but subconsciously, it, it it's it's there. We know Absolutely. the fans talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you could go. Let's say, God forbid, they go zero and three. You know how the fans' reactions will be. It will be almost okay. It's time to start giving people pink slips, which I I, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But but you get my point. Absolutely. I, I, I just wanted the expectations, and, and again, um, how they're going to to handle it. But win the week, go one and zero. That's the the motto. Yeah, and and again, I mean, like I said, with with Dooley and this team has gone through over the last two years. I mean, like I said, they really ain't nothing to talk about. For Dooley himself, I mean, losing back-to-back swag championships, that should be enough right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And as far as the players, whenever you get thoroughly embarrassed in the swag championship like they did last year by the same team, not once, but twice, that's enough print material all you need. Well, that sounds like motivation is what yeah. that, that word. Yeah. <laughs> And particularly that second half was totally different. First half, but yeah. that that was last year. I guess it's like a a DB coach Petaway. You got burnt on the play. You gave up a big touchdown. You can't think about it. It is what it is. If you think if you're thinking about it, it it, it could be a repeat. With that being said, uh, Kevin, the, the scrimmage overall, some some big plays. Gary Calls Jr. Uh, the defense flying around, uh, running backs. You had multiple backs, Kendrick Ryan, of course, Gary Qualls Jr. They got a lot of the work in. Kobe mm-hmm. Dillon didn't have the statistical story, but I think that maybe was on, on the situation where they want to look at Rhymes and, and Qualls and, and see their impact in the team. But, all, you know, offensively, running back room, they, they did well. Yeah, these running backs are going to be something serious. Yeah, I mean they they all bring a little dynamic to the table. I mean, as far as you know, speed, power, agility, whatever. As far as Kobe Dillon, I feel like, I mean, obviously you don't want to you know push him too hard because I mean he says that he feels like he's one hundred percent recovered from that injury, but you know, in, in motion, it's probably a different thing. So I, I I think they're probably still trying to you know ease him back, but uh, I mean. Gary Quarles Jr., man, I mean, so far, I mean, that's 65-yard touchdown run. He got the block from Travion Newsom, and it was just, it was good night, Irene, man. I mean, like, so far, I really like what I'm seeing from him. And uh, <laughs> Coach Dooley, as far as Kendrick Grimes, he says Kendrick Grimes kind of, you know, his style kind of reminds him of like a, a, a Eric Dickerson type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he runs kind of upward. Um, right. but, yeah. but yeah, but what I like about Kendrick Rhymes and, and 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 all the back, it seems like 
they're going to be an integral part in the the you know in in the passing game coming out out of the uh, the backfield. And um, we've been talking about Harold Blood, but as we can see, uh, Noah Bolton, um, I think he's entrenched as the number two starter. Um, so you're useless one, God forbid, one injury away from a, a backup becoming a starter. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. And, uh, and Bolton, like I said, he had his moments. Uh, he had that nice long play uh, down the seam. Uh, then he had the, the touchdown afterwards where uh, – him and, and Corey Russell kind of did some improv. He gave the ball to Corey Russell. Russell seeing he was about to get wrapped up. He gave it back to Bowden. And <laughs> Bowden scrambled to his Bowden scrambled to his left, uh, drew some time and found the wide open man in the end zone for a touchdown. So so far he's really good at improv. Uh I heard you talking about blood and his ability to extend plays. Uh Bowden was showing some of that too. Scrambling out to his right, making some throws across his body. So I, I feel like if Blood wants to go down, I mean, Bowden is a, I mean, so far, he seems like a reliable option as a backup. Yeah. And, and you know, during fall camp, I always look at the battles. You like to see competition throughout the ranks, but those backups, it, it, they're so important. That number two unit, one injury away. If the, the starters are not playing well, all, when, when you give them a breather, which mm -hmm. uh, talking to the staff over the past two years that they've been there, they like to do that, you know, spell those, those first units. So it, it's it's important, those number two uh, battles, which now they have settled on. So it'll be interesting to see them, how they'll be uh, implemented in, in the game plan each and every week. Uh, Kevin, last question for you. Wide receiver core. Uh, we saw Qualls, um, number 83. Well, I think that's going to be his number. Maybe it's three during the uh, camp. But overall, the receivers and, and uh, the young man who came in from Prairie View. Then they had another young guy, I think, with the second unit when Bowden was quarterback. Um, he's a Grambling State transfer, at least from what they were telling me. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Khalil Harris. Yeah. I think that is the name, yeah. So, you know, once again, the pieces are in place. It's just a matter of execution now and, and winning the week. But um, the wide receiver core. Uh, overall, I would have to say an upgrade from last year. Yeah, man, this year is talking that talk like it is. I mean, uh, we, we interviewed Jalen Howard, and he said uh, this is the best receiving core that he's been a part of. Mm, and that's coming and, uh, from Prairie View. That's coming from Prairie View. Uh, Coach Dooley, you know, usually most teams, well, all teams, you know, you have a, a one, two, three. They all feel like they can mix and match receivers. Like they can play, you know, any type of guy. He could be like a first-string caliber. So I mean, so I mean, you got the height. I mean, you got you know the Cassius Allen's of the world, the the uh, the, the George Qualls, uh, the Ed McGee's. You got the little short speed and Chandler Whitfield and Jalen Howard, Tyler Kirkwood. So it's gonna be a lot of versatility, a lot of mixing and matching this receiving core. And like I said, and as long as you know Blood can get them the ball, the gunslinger that he is, the offense gonna be good. Yeah. And I'll say this, uh, I was watching the show on the Black College Sports Network, uh, Game Time, and, and my colleagues, they are all interested in, and, and I guess rightfully so, who's going to be able to spin it? Who's going to be able to throw it? And they mentioned Harold Blood. I think Harold Blood and Noah Bowden have put their stamp on this football team. And there you have it, my colleagues. It's, it's for Blood and Bowden to, to, to get it done in the execution. Kevin, appreciate it. 
coming on your only Saturday off for a long time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And, um, hey, get ready. Football has officially started. And next week you'll be in Montgomery, Southern, and Alabama State. What a way to kick off the season. Oh, yeah. I'll have that, that good old smack in the face next week because i got to cover high school football on Friday. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll, I'll be on the road to Montgomery bright and early in the morning for that 5 o'clock kickoff. It'll get done. Godspeed, right. then, and, and be safe, my brother. Thank you all very much. I have a good one. All okay, right. Kevin. Take care, that, man. That was Kevin Batiste of uh, WAFV TV Channel 9. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Jim Kleinpeter at Timlin of NBC 33 and Fox 44. Of course, Jim Kleinpeter for The Advocate. Coach Petaway, we'll get their thoughts on this uh, upcoming season for the Jaguars and also their thoughts on the end of fall camp. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? <laughs> oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Covers Voice, Covers Voice, Covers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire. 
1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. THamptonLaw.com. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Coach Petaway, I wonder, yeah. can, I, I wonder can I get, uh, how hard will it be to get the, the jukebox to my favorite NBA team, the Miami Heat? They need it. You don't need it down there because you're not going to get little, so you better, you better, uh, you have stand a better chance to get the jukebox behind it. Coach, it's going to work out. We're going to get Damon Lillard, <laughs> but uh, let me, let me get to our uh, next guest, Pat Timlin. Uh, NBC 33 and Fox 44, and of course, Jim Klein Peter uh, covers Southern University Athletics for the Advocate. Gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the Carlos Brown Show. And Jim, we finally got you back. No <laughs> problems. Good seeing you. I hope you can hear me. <laughs> oh, oh, no, we got All you. All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love StreamYard. I'm sorry. Brian Fulford, the producer, turned me <laughs> on to it. It is outstanding. Uh, gentlemen, Southern University football camp is broken uh, this time next week. Alabama State coming up. Um, this football camp, how has it been in your perspective? Uh, first, we'll go to Pat, then we'll come to Jim. Well, I'm glad to see that Jim's in his Hawaiian shirt. That's how you know we're in full season <laughs> mode now. You know, we're really getting after it. If this is one of his nicer ones too, we're wearing it four days now. Yeah, uh -oh. exactly. Uh -oh. <laughs> Well, it's got a little luck in it. Um, I, I think by the end of fall camp, you really saw this team coming together with an identity of, you know, who they are going to be this year. And we heard so much about a fast paced offense and you saw it at times, but man, the, the, the lows were a lot more common when you needed them uh, than the peaks for that offense. And now it seems like they're a lot more even keeled. Everybody understands the system and it feels like everyone's believing in blood being that guy. And I think by having a scrimmage where you have just the first team against the second team, uh, it, it kind of in a way sets you up for a year where you're playing a lot of swag competition. You don't have the Florida Memorials coming into town week one uh, that you can really 
go after it and kind of show, hey, this is how dominant we're going to be. So you give the offense the 103 snaps along with the defense to, you know, kind of get together and understand, hey, this is the speed. This is how intense we're going to play and how we're going to dominate. I think by kind of ending it on that note, it might not be the best for that that second and third team unit. But for the first team, it, it kind of gave them that confidence. Like, okay, this, this is what we can do against competition. We know we're better than. Let's see how it's going to go against the rest of the, the SWAC and really the season that they've got ahead of themselves. So it sounds like they had tempo, chemistry, and also I had another one in. Uh, you guys were out there. It, it's been brutally hot. Yeah. Condition. Jim, mm-hmm. um, you made it. You didn't uh, go down. I almost went down one time years ago, and it wasn't as hot then as it is now. But, Jim, you, you, your thoughts on this fall camp? Yeah, I, one of the things – I think this whole fall camp began began with, with the way the team tanked at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if anybody got a wake-up call, it was Eric Dooley. I, I think he thought – I don't know what he was thinking with Bashawn McRae, but it was obvious at the end of the season he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't a, a leading the team, and he waited way too long to make a move. Well, I think he went into the off season. Um, he really worked the transfer portal hard. He went out. He even you know I don't know if you remember this, but they 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 thought they had a quarterback. He went after another quarterback who eventually flipped his commitment and went to South Dakota. I, be, I believe it was South Dakota. And um, so, you know, he was serious. He, he didn't stop beating the bushes until the, the middle of the summer. And they came up with this guy, Rashid Lyles from Louisiana Tech, who's going to be a good defensive tackle for him. But uh, I think that uh, w- one of the things Dooley said was, and, and I noticed this, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of got this sense from watching the scrimmage. They were in really good shape. And I think it's hard to do that your first uh, months in, in, in the uh, job as head coach. But having a full year to go through a whole year of conditioning and you come back to that next summer and knowing what you're up against in, in game in week one, yeah, you better be in condition. And they did look like they were in condition. They they didn't wilt in during that scrimmage. I, you know, he played a lot of people, but I think he, he could have played more. And uh, I think he went with the guys he thinks he's going to go with this season. And they held up pretty much all day. With that being said, um, me and Coach Fedaway talked about the importance, the significance of the, those backup players, the number two units. And, and Coach Dooley even – shed some praise on the number twos we've talked about it. it's very important you're injury away sometimes a, a number one starter may not be playing as well as as, as the, the coaches expect how important in you 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 guys um opinion those, those second uh unit players and, and their contribution to the football team well jim i think if you like look at the outside last year it, injuries caught them hard once once benny mccray went down and then there are a couple more. There are guys who were on that second unit all fall camp that got kind of thrust into the spotlight. And I mean, there are times at Florida AM, I can think of one where they're just running right by and getting wide open in the secondary. So I think, especially in kind of that position, is where that depth is the most needed. Yeah, well, the number two guys, they play, you know, uh, they uh, get rotated in, unless, you know, you've got. Uh, a real superstar. You don't do it at quarterback, but uh, I noticed last year Dooley was, uh, and most teams don't do this with their offensive line, but he played 
eight or nine different offensive linemen and, and a bunch of them started. And uh, he believes in rotating uh, at all the positions. So the twos have to be able to play. You got to, because they'll put them in the game and, and they're not going to wait for an injury to put them in the game. They want to put them out there to see, to get them some, some experience and let them, if they have enough faith in them, you know, they'll put them out there. And that's what the number twos are. In fact, it was the number ones and twos against the rest of the team is the way it looked to me like that, um, that uh, scrimmage broke down. So um, it wasn't ones versus twos, except a quarterback. So yeah, those are the, the guys that played on the, on the, on the one team uh, are the ones that are going to play all year. And some of those are twos and they're going to have to play because you're going to get hurts. You're going to have uh, minor hurts that, that last for the game. So I know they got a real good rotation at defensive tackle with three veteran players. They, they beefed up at the ends on defense. I, you know, I like a lot of things about the Southern team, but we really won't know until uh, September the 2nd. And you know what, um, guys, it's interesting because I've been around a long time. <laughs> Coach Richardson, you can tell Coach Dooley was under his tutelage. In the heyday when they were winning – like 26, 27 straight conference games, three years in a row total, they would rotate those players in. Thus, I'm not surprised, but I just wanted to get your opinion on that because it's it, it, it's so important. But um, Coach Dooley, under Coach Richardson, they were known, they were famous for rotating those players in. I be it not only injuries, but just giving them those um, – uh, those snaps, and, and again, I think it's just going to be uh, very important. Speaking of Carlos, a lot of times when you when you're playing multiple players, you're working on chemistry. You you got to get you got to give the twos and the threes an opportunity to work with some of those other guys that they don't normally practice with and against. So you're working on chemistry. That's why you got to continue uh, to to put people in and out. And and it's just just like uh, Jim and Pat said. The, the number twos, they're gonna get their reps in. It's those other guys that you gotta you gotta find a way to get them in so that there's chemistry on that offensive line. There's chemistry with that quarterback. There's chemistry on the defensive side of the ball. When you bring in, when you bring in a third or fourth teamer, and he can come in and play with those guys, that's what they're looking for, man. So you're developing your depth at the same time, but you gotta have chemistry because they gotta learn to work together. Uh, in order for them to be successful. So I think and, – and with the heat, you want to keep fresh people in, uh, especially in the early part of the year. They're going to rotate. They'll be playing more people because they don't want to get wore down at, by the end of the game. So that's why you keep you keep subbing and getting uh, keeping fresh bodies on the field. And also from a morale standpoint, you know, and right. you're going you're gonna to participate in, and play – and boy, don't speak about the heat. It's just been brutal. Uh, I've been getting text messages. You think they they're going to push back the starts uh, of some of these games? I, I I I don't know. But they're playing at 5 p.m. next Saturday, Jim and Pat. I, I'm sure you guys will have your gate. Well, Jim, you'll be in the press box. Pat, you'll you'll be back and forth, right? I, I will be mainly on the field, and I uh, I think these practices, even being across <laughs> town at other practices uh, in the football realm all summer, is kind of I'm a Chicago boy through and through. Uh, I'm not built for this type of heat, but I've been getting used to it. And now now it's getting me less used to the cold, if that is any consolation for everybody. Guess what, Pat? I've been here all my life. I don't think you ever get used to this kind of heat, Jim. It's brutal. Um, 
additions and subtraction. And, and then earlier we were talking in the show, uh, wide receivers and, and running backs quietly kept, maybe not running back room. I would consider it very good. In particular, you lost Ligon and you lost Sims, but the cupboard is not bare, guys. Patrick? I mean, Jim, I feel like we, you and I have been talking about it. There's who do you give the ball to on every down? Who And we've seen Dooley constantly rotate guys in that there's some people that we haven't even talked to yet or haven't even mentioned really in a while that I could see getting carries just because that's how Eric Dooley likes to work. He likes to put as many of his weapons out there. And it's easy to talk about the, the George Quarles. It's easy to talk about Kobe Dillon. Um, Kendrick Grimes has a lot of things. But I, I kind of like, I think it's C.J. Russell is a guy from Grambling State who, who kind of carries himself with a good confidence of, you know, what his role is going to be on this team. And he knows that it, it's an uphill battle. And I think when, when you have that in front of you and you're working harder to try to break through when there's already kind of an established pecking order, I think you get some really good runs. That's kind of what happened with Ligon last year um, when he was given his opportunities ran right by guys. Um, but it, it's, it's a, it's a stable as Harold Blood has said before, um, which, which one do you want to ride for this possession or maybe, Hey, just these couple plays. And it's going to be up to Julian. And the one thing that I think we'll see a lot of is them in the passing attack. We saw it last year. I think it's going to be even more prevalent and, and just kind of the skill sets they have and um, how this offense is going to move with a quarterback who you trust running or moving the ball down the field the way you want to. I think what happens in practice is the, the, the more they practice, there are plays, certain plays that he likes to call, say, for rhymes. You know, he does this play better than Quarles, and he does it better than Dylan. But I think when they get to the goal line, they're going to want Dylan in the game because he's got a little bit more uh, of a power game. And then uh, Quarles is a good receiver, too. He he and, and rhymes are great going to be great on third down, but there are probably plays that uh, – the coaches will, will earmark for a certain player, you know, let he runs this play better than the other two. And so you'll see a lot of that, you know, but they're going to, he's going to rotate them. I, I think most teams, what they do is that the, the first back end goes the first two series. And then the, the third and fourth series, you can see somebody else. And then maybe they go back to the first one, then to the third one. So, you know, it, it, it it'll have something to do with how they're performing in the game and who's, you know, who's focused, who, who's ready to play. And uh, it's good to have three guys that you can depend on to do everything. And it looks like that's what they've got. It's amazing that they lost their top three rushers. And, and there's so much optimism about the backfield because there is and there should be. Yeah. And, and to, to your point, I, I think we've been talking about rotations. I think you'll, you'll see some will be designated certain plays. But overall, I think you'll see a, a – I don't want to say a plethora, but you, you'll see a little bit of everybody, particularly early on um, in, in, in the season. Um, impact players that you see, this is a good one, impact players for this 2023 football season for Southern. I've got one that I feel like maybe isn't getting talked enough and he won't have his, the largest impact on the team, but I think he will, you know, definitely have an impact is Darren Morris um, guy who redshirted last year was at Southern lab. You know, he's, he's played on the bluff, plenty of football and he's one that internally, I think they're very excited about and the abilities that he kind of has. They had that live scrimmage that we weren't allowed at 
a couple of weeks ago, and he had a, a big catch and a touchdown uh, catch that Dooley kind of told us about. Um, he, he's currently kind of running with the one twos, um, but that wide receiver room, there's eight people deep. It's going to be hard for anyone to separate. I think an easy answer would kind of be like Jalen Howard, someone who they featured early on. But man, I, I'm excited to see what Darren Morris is able to put out because he's an all-state caliber kid. Um, he's He understands the offense. He kind of sat the entire last year. If, if you check the stats, didn't record any. I think he's someone who, you know, we're not talking about enough, but can really have an impact just with his natural abilities and, you know, what he kind of offers to this team. Yeah, I saw him in the spring game, and um, he was running. I know it's the spring game, but he he, he was doing well. Jim? Yeah, I, I'll go defense. I'll uh, I'll say uh, Dimitri Morcel, who didn't play last year. He was an All-American corner at uh, Bowie State and um, had some kind of administrative snafu. But he and Jordan Carter came to uh, Southern together, and, and Carter turned out to be a pretty good safety for him. But uh, they need somebody uh, that that will tackle. And so what they did is they moved him, uh, they moved him to safety, and they moved Tyler Judson into the nickel. And I think that's going to be that's going to be a really uh, impactful move. I think you'll see uh, Marcel make a lot of tackles. Uh, he he's he can cover. He's probably a better cover guy than than, than Corion Harris was. And then the other guy on defense is the guy I mentioned before, Rasheed Lyles. He had a he had a pretty good year. He was in the in, in the starting rotation. I, he may have been in like the three tackle rotation for Louisiana Tech last year. But what he gives them is he allowed them to move uh, Taj Brown to end. And um, he hasn't he didn't play in the scrimmage and he didn't play in the first two scrimmages. But uh, I think they're they're kind of saving him and going to kind of unleash him in the first game. But he's going to uh, if, if he can be disruptive with him and uh, Davin Cotton and uh, Christian Zachary, uh, the three tackle rotation on defense. That's where your defense starts is those guys in the middle gumming up the works and, and penetrating into the backfield and throwing their throwing the timing off of, on, on, on running and passing plays. So I, I think uh, I would look for some impact from, from those two guys. Coach Petaway, I think you may say Gary Qualls Jr., yeah. No, you're not wrong. Because he's prejudiced. That's why he's, he's seen that. Yeah. He knows. Exactly. I, I think they're going to, uh, your Southern fan, the Jaguar Nation is going to enjoy Jerry, uh, uh, Gary Quarles. And uh, he's a fine young man. Uh, he's a he's a better person. He's a great football player. But he, he did it for us coming, uh, running in football and in passing situations. He can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. And so I, I think. It'll be a big addition to that offense. With that being said, two quick things left. Um, offensive linemen, uh, you know, those big guys, both on defense line and offensive line, they don't get the credit, but they're ultimately so important. And then we'll follow that uh, point up with special teams play. Uh, Griffin, bow playing punter, uh, Braxton. I just love him to death. The, the long snapper. I just get excited. When he gets the perfect snap, and then he's the first guy down the field to make the tackle, or at least the first guy down there. But the O-line and special team play, Pat. Yeah, I, I think a defensive line is a position where you saw a lot of guys leave just because of uh, their graduation. You know, they ran out of eligibility. And we, we talked to them every single week, it felt like. So I thought maybe it was going to be a weak spot for this team, kind of heading into fall camp. Like, how do you replace – Cam Peterson, Ivy, Dumas, um, just these these humongous bodies that have a lot of experience. 
and and Davin Cotton, the the surprise name you kind of see on the roster that you're like, oh, he's he's back after not being with the team at all last year. Kelby Givens is now in a spot where he's more reps than ever before. And they're, they're so incredibly high on him, even though he's just a sophomore. I think he's kind of the one that will determine how this rest of the unit will play because he's he gets to the quarterback so relentlessly the entire game and it looks effortlessly. And another guy they lost, Trey Lane, you know, someone who was there in the spring game, went to Indiana during, over the summer, he's gone. It, it really creates an opportunity for Kelby Gibbons to step up and kind of have, I, I don't want to, you know, put that label on him as like a Jordan Lewis type season, but, you know, one where he can get a bunch of sacks, put himself on the national scale and, and really excel. I see Jim making faces over there, but I, I don't know, man. I feel like everything that we hear about him and the work <laughs> that he puts in, it's, it's, it's screaming kind of a breakout year where he's, kind of fully able to shine uh, without other people around him, you know, taking away reps that he could be on the field for like a third down situation where, you know, the quarterback's dropping back and a sack is an opportunity for sure. Well, you were asking about the offensive line. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, you had, uh, like I said, Dooley um, rotated offensive linemen last year. He was, they were in and out. So, so even though he lost two of their best in Dallas Black and Jeremiah Stafford, they had four guys coming back that started at least four games. So the, the turnover there wasn't – it didn't hurt them too bad. And, and, and four of those guys are going to be uh, out there. Uh, it's been, they've been slow to get Bernard Childs back. He's going to be their center, but he hasn't played center before. That, that could be a weak spot. I don't know. We'll have to see how he does it. Right now, Kyrie Wade's playing center. Uh, but the two tackles are finally – I think finally caught on. They were both young guys that got there um, in, in, through the transfer portal last year, and uh, they they took turns on the side opposite of Stafford. Um, they both had several starts, and I think that's a that's as good a tackle combination as you're going to see in the swag. And then uh, special teams. I mean, you got a guy Josh Griffin. Since the day he got on campus, as soon as he arrived on campus, he had the strongest leg. He was putting kicks in the end zone. He put almost half of his kickoffs in the end zone last year uh and um he won the kick he won the kicking job he won the uh, the field goal the place kicking job from luke jackson and uh he, he was accurate six out of nine field goals and then robin's bow plan who's got who's got the best punter uh, but 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 southern if robin's bow plan he, he's the best interview he's the best punter he's the holder on the field goals and uh just a delightful personality a real fun guy to talk to a great an interesting past, you know, it's from Haiti, grew up in Haiti. So uh, uh, the special teams is going to be better. And, uh, and I'll tell you one more thing. The thing that's going to make it better is when they signed, they signed a bunch of linebackers that are going to, that aren't going to start, they're going to play some, but they're going to fill in on special teams and they're going to give them people that they can play on special teams that can run, get down and hit these three linebackers, Mike Jones, uh, Willie Matthews and uh, Joshua Tate. So guys like that, uh, when you even though even if they don't contribute a, a lot in the uh, in the uh, on on snaps on regular defensive snaps, they'll help out tremendously on special team coverage. And Coach Petaway's guy who we interviewed on this show, a lot of the guys we talked about, we, we got a chance to talk yep. with them in the summer. Uh, pump return, kickoff return, calls. You just have a plethora of guys that you can use. And um, and that was an interesting point you made, Jim, about uh, those, those linebackers being on that uh, that kickoff coverage. 
And, and if they're getting a lot of work, that means Southern scoring a lot of points. That's a good thing <laughs> when, when, when they're kicking, kicking, kicking off. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Quarles is going to be a, a return guy. Chandler Whitfield's an underrated return guy. He, uh, uh, you know, it, the way, the way teams punt now, you, you, you don't see very many punt returns, but, uh, he broke a couple last year. He had, he had one long one and, uh, uh, and the thing is he's fearless. A, a couple of years ago, Southern had trouble with guys really wanting to catch the ball. Well, he's not afraid to catch the ball. He'll, he'll get it caught. And, and that's like, uh, that's the most important part. Braylon Morgan is another guy who you could kind of see back there. They really like his speed and his ability to miss tackles. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of break off a few big runs and, you know, give him a good decent spot to start the ball. Well, you're absolutely right. And, and earlier we, we talked about expectations and for this football team, the fans will be happy at the end of the year. If Southern is, Fill in the blank, Pat. I know it sounds simple, but – and, Jim, they'll be happy because Southern has fill in the blank. I mean, I would say SWAC West champion, but it didn't feel like people were very happy at the end of this year with that. Um, so they'll be happy if they're the SWAC champion, really, I think. And when you look at it, they, they have another shot to be in that game. It's just about taking care of business early in the season where you're not relying on – Mississippi Valley State to win a game that they shouldn't win, or Texas Southern to you know blow a game. Um, hey. If they take care of their business early, then they will be in a position where they are fully in control. And they had that at moments, but it's it's the times in between where there's the the lacks and the not showing up for games where you really need to be there. So I think they'll be happy with SWAC championship. Will they be happy with anything else? Probably not. Uh, that's that's the Jaguar Nation, Jim. It's, yeah, it, I'm it, not sure Southern fans will be happy if they win the Celebration Bowl. Oh, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if, if they don't win by enough points. No, the bottom line is uh, they've got to win the SWAC this year. Uh, Dion's gone, okay? Uh, so even if, even if you know, just Dion's presence made it a myth that uh, Jackson State was unbeatable, uh, you know, that's, that's beside the point, but, uh, now, you know, the path there doesn't look as formidable, you know, to, to, to the conference championship, like Patrick said, 10 years, you know, they haven't won a, they haven't won a national championship in 20 years. And that's what Pete Richardson did a lot. So Dooley knew he was coming here and he was going to get compared to Pete. And after two seasons, the, the bottom, uh, the least, uh, accomplishment they need to get to is, is, is a SWAC championship. Yeah. I, I hear from a lot of fans. It's uh, Atlanta bus, but hell, they say that every year, literally. So expectations are, are, are high. And I guess that's the way it should be. Pat and Jim, I appreciate the time. Oh, by the way, who wins tonight? Let's just put it out there. Jackson state or South Carolina state on national TV post-coach Sanders. Who do you like, Jim? I'm going to go with Buddy Pooh, the, the uh, uh, Pew, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the sentimental choice in this one. He announced his retirement. Uh, you know, they're going to win one for Buddy, I think, and, and they're going to come out really fired up. I think there's just a lot of uh, a transition going on at Jackson State, and it's going to take some time for that to sort out. 
Well, you know, Jackson State fans, they're like Southern fans. <laughs> they still expect the goal at the end of the day. Pat? Yeah, I think this is one that Jackson State's been preparing for for a long time to kind of prove that they will be back. Um, there's, there's no drop-off. Hey, there's one guy gone, and they lose a lot of production. So it, it, they're a team that it's it's kind of dumb to pick them. But why not? You know, pick them this week. They play their heart out. Then they come to Mumford next week, and they're all tired out, and Jags win that. So I'll give ASU this this first week one game, but not the second one. How about that? All right. Hey, we'll take it. Coach Petaway, I'll save yours. Oh, I'll save yours for a little bit later in okay. the show. Um, but you'll give your predictions. But uh, Jim and Pat, appreciate the time. Enjoy your last free Saturday for a while. How about <laughs> My pleasure, Carlos. All Anytime. right. Appreciate it. All right. All right thank so. you. That was Pat uh, Timlin and Jim Klein. Peter joining us here on the Coles Brown show. Willa Brown's coming up next. Um, we missed him last week. So uh, we're, we're glad to have him back. But before we do that, coach Petaway, I, I, I got to get that footage in of Gary Qualls and, and taking it to the house. It, it, it will warm your heart. And it warms my heart. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. You talk about chemistry. You talk about fall camp. We've been talking about that. But you made the point, it's time to just hit somebody in another uniform. Right. And um, I guess the Jaguars, and there he goes, Gary Qualls. Mm-hmm. Uh, referee's in good shape, too, but he had a start. Yeah. Um, but – Listen to Gary, and we, we we had a chance to interview him on the show. Um, lately, he said he fitted right in with Southern. Um, you know, playing in the swag before, coming in, the guys made him feel very welcome. And then he, Coach, he even mentioned the cuisine. In right. The food. Right. See that, that, that's the thing when you when you deal with a transfer or you bring a kid on a recruiting trip, it's the, other, it's the players that are already there that could really sell a kid on the program. And when you listen at his interview, he talked about how well he was received when he when he did visit, and he knew that that's where he wanted to be. And, and you know, if if a kid has his mind made up that he wants to be in a certain place, and he feels that atmosphere when he gets there, it's a done deal. And uh, yeah, and yeah, when when it comes to that that southern cuisine, we 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 get seafood here. In Huntsville, but not like it's in Louisiana, though. So uh, he's in a good place. And, uh, you know, I'm already preparing my taste buds for, uh, I think it's September the 16th. Uh, when I get when I hit the city, well, I'm going to hit the city on the 15th. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that trip. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to just visiting with uh, another conference school. And being in the SWAC is just great, man. And, and we you get, get a chance to meet and see a lot of people. So uh, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing all of you all when A&M comes to town on, uh, in September. Well, you know, Charles Edmond loves crawfish. Well, I won't dare ask you about, about <laughs> that. But, but, but Coach Petaway, you by next week, give us what you would like to eat on your visit. Um, I think I know what you're going to say, but it's always good to hear from the source. All right. I got you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, uh, we scheduled a visit with Willa Brown, and um, we still got to get in a little NBA talk as well. Uh, Coach Petaway, I think you're on Charles Edmonds' bandwagon now. You don't think Damon's coming, but I'm still working behind the scene, Coach. It's going to happen. 
it's going to work. It's going to happen. And I'm also looking at some other players to fill in the roster after it, it happens. If it doesn't happen, Coach Fedaway, I'm going to Tibet and I'm going to become a monk. How about that? <laughs> That's how confident I am, I guess. <laughs> You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471, thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
I guess we're going to end up getting all of the swag bands in there. Uh, that was the sounds of Dynamite. We do have FAMU in the rotation, of course, the jukebox. Uh, before we get to Will, and we're glad to have him back, uh, the Willow Gold Centric Club is a supporter of the Carlos Brown Show. They are proud supporters of Jaguar Athletics. The Blue and Gold Club will have first-class bus trips to all of Southern University's away football games. That's important. I've traveled on the buses before. You're talking about fun. They never let me sleep. I like that. They like for me to talk, <laughs> and that I can do. Travel with the Blue and Gold Club to Montgomery, Alabama on September the 2nd for only $165, which includes a gang ticket, refreshments, parents of Southern University football players, receive a special discount. For more information, call Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. Willard, good afternoon. Uh, are you staying in the cool climate or is it smoking where you're at? Uh, it's, it's not exactly smoking, Carlos, but it is a little warm. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's not it's not you guys kind of warm, so oh, uh, I, I thank I thank God for that. So no no complaints here. That's for sure. Guess what, Will and Coach uh, Petaway? Today will be it will break a record in Baton Rouge of all time. It has been over a hundred degrees pretty much every day in August. Yesterday, high of 105, 106. Who's going to argue over one degree? And the heat index was just short of 120. Ooh. So it will break an all-time record today. Expected high today, another 105. That's brutal. Good thing, though. There is a good thing. The humidity is a little bit short of 50%, which where you get your heat index and your dew point and all that good stuff. I'm blessed every day that I'm up and I'm alive. Yep. With that being said, but 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 Will, I could send some with you. you That's you okay. That's okay. okay. That's right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a pass on that one, Carlos. And Coach Fedway say Huntsville's been hot. I mean, it's just yeah, but not that hot. Though. Wow. That's, oh yeah. That's something else there, boy. And see, yeah. you can think about it. The, the athletes. They got to get acclimated to that weather because they got to play. They're not going to postpone the games. And so that that's why, to me, this time of the year, that's why depth is so important on your team. Because mm -hmm. when you're playing in that heat and humidity, you you you, you got to be able to rotate people in that you feel comfortable with so that you can keep fresh bodies on the field. And that's, and that's what you're looking for. But, you know, there, there's been a, a, a heat wave that has just hit the entire country. So – uh, I think from the East Coast all the way to the to the West, it, it's just been hot. Yeah, and plus you gotta you gotta look at those 5 p.m. start times now. You know, I heard you talking about that before, Carlos. Yeah, and uh, you know, while while we all think that it may provide us with the home field advantage or something to that nature, uh, does it really? You know, I mean, you know, it's hot on both sides of the field, that sort of thing and stuff. Is that something that you know? Southern needs to take a look at in terms of the starting the starting times for their for their home games. I'm sure they've looked at it, that sort of thing, and I'm mm -hmm. sure there's some uh, logical explanations behind the 5 p.m. start times. But you know, it's it's this time of the year is brutal, 
I can see it maybe going into October, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, going into September, the whole month of September, you know, you, you know, it's pretty much brutal down there. And, uh, you know, so you, you want to be mindful of, of situations and possibilities. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, next Saturday, this time next week, Southern will be in, you know, game mode and, and, and Montgomery is 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I've had people to ask, do you think, uh, how hard would it be to, to move it? That would be on Alabama State at 5 p.m. Um, Montgomery's hot. I don't know if it, 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 it has been as hot. I'll have to look and check as Baton Rouge has been. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it is something to consider. And now uh, the following week, Southern's home opening, the Pete Richardson Classic, is 6 p.m. And I'll tell you, 6 p.m. is just as hot as 4 p.m. to me mm-hmm. from what I've seen. But uh, from an AD perspective, uh, Wheeler, how how hard is it if you would consider moving the time back? Because people have asked me about that. But if that was going to be done, wouldn't it have been done maybe uh, – Weeks ago, I'm not sure. Yes, and, and probably should have something that probably should have been looked at weeks ago. Uh, you don't want to get up on game week and start throwing a whole lot of changes around that sort of thing. You know, people have uh, uh, made reservations and, mm-hmm. you know, hotels and all this sort of thing. They've circled, you know, these particular games for the past six, seven months. And, you know, so to throw a monkey wrench at them, at the last minute is not being fair to your fan base also. But, uh, you know, when you are deciding exactly how it is you want to go about, you know, your game planning and things of that nature, you know, it's something that needs to be thoroughly discussed well ahead of time so that you can make those changes on the front end and not appear to be reactive on the, on the tail end. Well, and, and Coach Pedro and Wheeler, can, can we discuss this? Um, it's not, well, yeah, it's, it's some people watching and listening. But you know what, our tailgating, and, and, and once again, we're going to talk, we're going to incorporate the heat into this. I think fans be mindful of what you eat, hydrate, and, 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 and let's just talk about it. You know, in that tailgating, there's going to be some alcoholic beverages. Please be careful. Because I'm looking in the press box. The last time Jackson came to Southern, and I almost could spot people that uh, were, were not going to make it. The Red Cross mm-hmm. and uh, those type of people were very busy because it's the beginning of the year. They're going to want to tailgate. They're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. But just just be just be mindful and, and, and try mm-hmm. to eat, eat good. Now, that's hard to say here in Baton Rouge because you, you'll see from A to Z. The, the different type of meats and dishes, mm-hmm. but just be mindful of the heat when you're deciding all of that. Am, am I and making I, sense? Is that, is and that you're making, perfect you're making perfect sense, Carlos. And it, it's hard to say that anywhere, yeah. uh, you know, because, you know, it's football season and, you know, people have been gearing up for this, you know, the folks that are only two seasons, that's uh, football season and getting ready for football season. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and people have been getting ready for this for a long time. And to think that they're not going to go out there and overindulge and have a good time, things of that nature. You know, you're just fooling yourself if you think that they're not. You know, you just want to make sure that you're doubling up on EMTs, you're doubling up on medical personnel. You know, you, you, you're in that kind of mode 
as an athletic administrator, you know, to where, like I said, you know, you, you're being uh, on the front end and, and not being reactive on the, on the back end. So, you know, I mean, that mean, it means that you're paying EMTs, uh, you know, more than, you know, you would normally pay them, uh, you know, because you're going to have maybe two or three uh, ambulances on site, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, not only do you have to worry about kids falling out on the field, you know, but you also got to worry about people falling out in the stands, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure that every eventuality is going to be taken care of, you know. So, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult planning, no doubt about that. Yeah. And A.D. Brown, let me, let me uh, hit you with something. Now, when you said earlier about <clears throat> you not wanting to change the, the times for the fans, well, if you change the time for the fans, it would be in their favor. Uh, I would look at it this way. Yeah, four or five weeks ago, we didn't know that it was going to be this hot. We're, mm-hmm. we're seeing some unprecedented times when it comes to this heat. And if you want to, and if you're looking at the welfare of your fans and your players, Southern's home game is two weeks away. There's enough time for them to make that decision without inconveniencing too many people because we're not switching it from an afternoon to a night game. We're just moving it. Uh, 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 we're making a night game just maybe an hour or two hours later. And then for and most I, people, if, if you go into that game, you've made your reservations, you were probably already going to stay overnight anyway. The problem is going to come in for the people who are going to make it a one-day trip. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, they would have come down and say, well, at, since it's an early ball game after the game, we can leave and go back home. But I think that might be few or far in between. But when you look at the total, uh, when you look at the total picture, Changing the game times uh, would not be to me now would not be that big of an inconvenience because it and is I, so hot and it's and normal. I agree with you. I agree uh-huh. with you, Coach. By the way, there's no doubt about that. It shouldn't be that difficult uh, from an athletic administrative point of view. I mean, you got documentation on your side. You got history on your side. Right. You know, you know from being around that area for umpteen years, what have you you know, what the weather is like or likely to be like uh, during that time period. You know, while it may not be 110, you know, you know, historically it's been in the upper 90s or it's been close to 100, you know. So, you know, at that time of the year, it's still going to be very hot in that particular area. So my thing is, why not fix it on the front end when you're planning you know, when you're doing all this planning in the beginning, let's go ahead and plan for a seven o'clock game or just plan for a night game during the month of September. You know, if I'm playing at home in September, we're going to play at night, you know, and then as, you know, we get into October, it's starting to cool down a little bit. You know, then if we want to switch to the afternoon games, that sort of thing, then, you know, we're kind of satisfying everybody. Right. You know, right. Because, you know, there are quite a few people, like you just said, that make a day trip out of this thing. Right. You know, they want to come in, you know, have a good time and then try to get home before midnight, you know, that sort of thing and stuff. And, you know, so, you know, you're not going to quote unquote, please everybody all the time, but you want to be mindful of everybody. And if there's somewhere that you can be all inclusive, uh, you know, the best that you can, 
then you want to be able to do that, you know, for for the sake of your fan base. Plus, you know, uh, Coach Petaway, you know, I, I'm thinking about these kids more so than anything else, you know, and, you know, while they're going to be in tip-top shape and things of that nature, uh, you know, at the same time, you don't want to put them through any undue stress or strain, you know. Uh, I mean, most of our schools are practicing in the heat, things of that nature. So are we really getting a competitive advantage uh, by playing at five? Do we think that nobody else in Louisiana is grambling, practicing, you know, in the heat? You know, is Texas Southern practicing in the heat? Is Jackson State practicing in the heat? You know, so, you know, is it really going to be an issue for them like you may think it could possibly be to where you think you may have a competitive advantage by scheduling your game times the, the way that you do? Right, right, right. And then the other thing that Carlos talked about, I think the fans and the students, we, we have to understand about the heat. You got to address accordingly. You know, you the and the other thing is, yeah, you got to hydrate and maybe not with that, all those alcoholic beverages. You got you to be mindful. You got to be mindful. Uh, yeah, because I, I think health, health is the most important thing when, you, when you're when talking mm -hmm. about uh, supporting your team out there in that heat. So uh, all that needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, I'm just thinking about everybody because I remember a couple of uh, weeks ago we talked about that. And, and I think you can safely say in – our conference, most of our fan base, I think if you put in the information and all the data in there, our average fan base across the board is a little older. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like my age and, and, and above. So, you know, you know, mindful of those. So right. I, all I'm saying, just be, be careful out there. Um, mm -hmm. Because uh, Mother Nature and the climate they're undefeated right now, and so yes, uh, we, we, we just want to uh, mind, uh, <coughs> be, mind ourselves accordingly uh, mm -hmm. on, on um, those issues. Let's move on now. A couple of things here. Buddy Peel, we talked about it mm -hmm. in uh, hour number one. Um, Will, I'm sure you, you, you've you met him. You know him personally. Oh, yeah, he, definitely. He's decided to say, hey, I'm hanging it up after 47 years. Mm -hmm. We said that he deserves to go out on his own terms. Mm -hmm. um, a term or, or, or something special about Wheeler that may, I'm the Wheeler, um, Coach Pugh, that we perhaps don't know that you can tell us about. Well, you know, uh, uh, Buddy Pugh and I played at the uh, He was a running back at South Carolina State, and uh, I was offensive tackle at North Carolina A&T. And uh, so, I mean, I, matter of fact, I think my sophomore year was probably his freshman year at, at South Carolina State. You know, so he's lifelong, you know, bulldog, uh, you know, great guy. I mean, you, you're you not going to find a, a, a better coach, you know, uh, someone who cares more about the players, that sort of thing. And I think his career has always been underrated. You know, he's, you know, he, and he's won numerous championships, you know, no doubt about that and, and has done a great job. But I think when you look at some of the other coaches, when you look at Pete Richardson, when you look at, 
you know, some of these other coaches, Big John Merritt and, you know, some of these other guys that, you know, we, we say their names with reverent pride and all that sort of thing. You know, for some reason, Buddy Few's name is not mentioned uh, in that quote-unquote Mount Rushmore. And, and he should be right up there with them because he's always done an outstanding job. I mean, he's taken South Carolina State through various motions in terms of, you know, financial issues and things of that nature. Uh, he had them up there when, you know, the money was flowing, like everybody believes that it should. And, you know, he still had them up there when, you know, he's rubbing two pennies together, trying to get it done, that yeah. sort of thing. And uh, like I said, I don't think that he gets enough credit for mm. the job that he has done at South Carolina State, you know, over over the years. No doubt about that. But he should go down as one of the uh, greats of black college football. No ifs, ands, and buts about that. You know, and, and I, I would like to see him at some point in time kind of get his just desserts, that sort of thing. He's not a guy that's going to brag and, you know, all up in your face and all that sort of thing. He ain't got no prime in him and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he's going to let you know he's there. You know, and when he got when he got that foot on your neck, you know, he's going to squeeze it a little tough. You know, he's going he's gonna to grind it. He's going to grind it into the ground, you know. And uh, at some point in time, he's going to let you know, you know, you really shouldn't have said that about me, whatever it was that you said, that sort of, that sort of thing. So, But right. he's a great guy all the way around, Carlos. He really is. Right. And really, uh, Mr. A.D. Brown, you're correct because – uh, I think it's his personality because he's got that laid back personality mm -hmm. that I think that that, uh, that that's probably the reason why he has not getting has gotten his just due. But when you look at his resume, you're talking about 146 wins mm -hmm. already at South Carolina. Uh, he's 146 and 87. He's 112 and 42 in conference play at mm -hmm. South Carolina State. And 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 you mentioned earlier about the championships, man. This this this, this guy's unbelievable when you when you start looking at uh his coaching record because uh he's he's won uh four outright meet me at championship mm -hmm. and he shared in five others. To me, I'm not a mathematician, but that's about nine now. Mm -hmm. So so that's uh that, that that's pretty good. And then you, you think about the number of players that he's coached over the years, man, the mm -hmm. impact that he's made on these young people's lives mm -hmm. and, and the positive people that he's put out there. So um he he he's a nice man and and in the early in the hour number one I did tell him I had an opportunity to meet him when he came mm -hmm. when he came to Alabama AM. So uh I know about that coaching tree with Coach Jeffries and then mm -hmm. of course uh our football coach Anthony Jones. All of those guys uh tutored under Coach Jeffries and so mm -hmm. uh got a chance to meet all of them and to include Coach Jeffries. And by mm -hmm. the way, that is one funny man. That man will oh, make no you doubt. Know, <laughs> yeah, man, that, that guy is something else, man, Coach Jeff. No so, doubt. Uh, that's why I say this thing about athletics, see, to me, uh, Carlos is more than just, yeah, I'm a basketball coach, but I'm a, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a fan of athletics. Yes. Uh, all sports, man. So that's why I've come in contact with all these people because I'm there. I, I, I want to be a part of it. I, I, don't, I just don't want to see and meet the basketball coaches. I, I, I want to meet all coaches. Who, who are who who are in this grind 
to help these students. We're trying to win, but the biggest thing is we're trying to win these kids, help these kids win in the game of life. And, and, and that's what makes all of us a brotherhood. And then just to be around those guys to get that wisdom from them, man, has been uh, that has been remarkable for me, man. And I really love it and I really like it. And I'm looking forward to it. And I just want Coach Pugh, to, I, I want him, Coach, to go out the way he wants to go out. I want him to go mm -hmm. out as a winner. And I want him to go out on his own terms like he's doing. So that's my hats off to him. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we, we use some 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 adjectives or some words uh, with Coach Pugh, but I, I like to add another one in, in, the, in the word room, consistency. Because right. that's mm -hmm. what I'm hearing uh, from him. And, and I mm -hmm. talked about his teams, his characteristics, physical, yep. tough, fundamentally sound. No, mm -hmm. they, they didn't spread you out four and five wideouts all the time, but they, the, the foundation, running the football, mm -hmm. strong defense, strong defense, mm -hmm. and special team play. Because believe it or not, no matter what type of offense you run, schemes, schematics, all of that, it goes back to what, Will and Coach Petaway? Foundation. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Still go back to the foundation. <laughs> That's right. Block, you still got to tackle. That's right. And you got to be, right. be who you are. That's and, right. And when I look at South Carolina State, now that leads me into tonight. I'm seeing in the chat room. You know, you got to love the JSU fans. I, I don't hate on them because they're just like <laughs> Southern fans. Cocky and arrogant. Very cocky and arrogant. They think they're going to have an easy time, some of them. Mm. I beg to differ. Yeah. I, I, don't think it, I don't think it'll be easy. I I, I think Jackson State is going to have what it takes. See, th this is my take on Jackson State in this game. Mm -hmm. First of all, not only do you have Coach Taylor, who wants to prove that he – who he, he he we already know Jackson State is in him all through his blood. Yep, you know, that, that's, his, that's mm -hmm. his place. That's his place. Well, he wants to prove to people that he should have been the coach a long time ago. So mm -hmm. you got that. Then you got these players who have returned. They want to show the world and themselves that they can win without Coach Prime. There, they want to show them that we look. This is JSU. We're going to win regardless. We were winning before Coach Prime got here. We're going to win after he's gone. And that's mm -hmm. what we – so that's what I think is going into this game tonight, leading up into this game tonight. I think all those factors are going to come into play. And I just think those kids from uh, Jackson State are going to be ready to play. But it's going to be a little bit tougher now because Coach mm -hmm. Pugh has announced his retirement. So mm -hmm. now his kids are going to elevate their game. Mm -hmm. Because they want to send him out in style. And so I, I just don't I just don't game. think you bet against I don't think you bet against Buddy Pugh All in right. the game. And, and that's just my that's that's just my sentimental feeling concerning that. I don't have a dog in the race either it, way. Is that uh, the, but you know, Coach Taylor, coming in, Coach, <laughs> <laughs> Coach, Taylor, Coach Taylor has something to prove. You know, no ifs, ands, and buts about that. And as Coach Petaway said, you know, those kids that Prime left behind, you know, they, they're going to feel like they got something to prove also, you know. But for South Carolina State, you know, it's, they don't feel like they have anything to prove. They feel like they're going out here to be South Carolina State, you know, and it's what they do and it's the work ethic that they bring every day, you know. And as Coach Petaway was saying, 
Uh, mm -hmm. Buddy Pugh announcing his retirement at the end of the season, that just kind of added a little bit more ice into the cake, you know, in terms of kids wanting to send him out with a bang in, in every big game. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think it's going to be maybe a tale of two cities. Uh, T.C. Taylor might want to throw that ball around and all that sort of thing and stuff. Uh, uh, Buddy Pugh and them are going to uh, smash mouth you. They, they, come in, they come in down your throat. You know, you're going to have to stop the run. You're going to have to stop the, you know, short, intermediate passing game, that sort of thing. They're going to they're fundamentally beat you to death. And uh, so I, I just think it's it's going to be a good game. I, I can't wait. That's for sure. I right. Can't, and, and South I can't Carolina State, you know, South Carolina State is three and one in the Mi Swag Challenges now. Mm -hmm. they're, they're three and one. And then mm -hmm. the last time they played Jackson was in was 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 in the bowl game. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Jackson State, they still got that bitter taste in their mouth from that mm -hmm. loss. And so it, it is. It, this is a. This is going to be a very interesting game, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to miss a play. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and, and it's interesting. I can see South Carolina State. I think Jackson State defensively. And by the way, let me just say this: Coach Thurman last year on the staff was the MVP of that staff. You know, defensively, he had that team uh, ready to play. I, I, I think if you're Jackson State, you gotta put South Carolina State in third and longs. And I think South Carolina State is going to want to be successful running it, pass it, mm -hmm. passing it, just to keep keep the edge there. But if they, they, they're in third and short, they're going to believe that they can be able to run the football and pick up uh, the first down. And then they're, mm -hmm. going to want to, they're going to want to have ball control and keep Jackson State's offense off the field. Mm -hmm. and, and South Carolina State is very good at doing that. I've seen mm -hmm. them in person play you know some people say oh it's boring no but we we'll go back to the fundamentals again strong mm -hmm. defense run running uh running game and and don't beat yourself we'll add that to as mm -hmm. well as teams so it's it's going to be very interesting then the styles of play that has been a lot of mm -hmm. conversation in the past north carolina central when they won their, the black college championship last year after the game one of their stout offensive linemen basically said we the MIAC, that's the difference. We win the game in the trenches. We're a more physical mm -hmm. team and yep. conference. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. be look, I'm gonna be looking at that. Mm -hmm. that as well. You got two different type of styles of play. And the swag mm -hmm. is a little bit more wide open. Well, not a little bit more, but wide open. Mm -hmm. The MIAC, it's more running the ball physical and rely on the defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be interesting to see how all of that plays together. And then it's the first game of the season. Yep. The excitement, and then of course, you know, you're in great conditioning. You think you are, but you'll see a lot of cramping and all those mm -hmm. just normal things in game one. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if it comes down to the coaching aspect, you got experience, and you said it, Coach uh, TC Taylor. I know for a fact has been ready to be a head coach years mm -hmm. ago, so he's right. going to want to prove it. So you got all these intangibles. I can't wait. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I, I think you're absolutely correct. And then, you know, football is, is has kicked off, but also in the SWAC now, you know, they've kicked off soccer and, and volleyball. Mm -hmm. So all, all the SWAC, the fall SWAC uh, programs are, are on the way. And uh, we're just looking forward to another great SWAC season. 
and, and, and you know the band has been they've had fall camp they've been practicing um i'll invoke a name dr isaac Gregg. he once told me oh they're talking about the athletes yeah they're in shape but the best conditioned athlete <laughs> student athletes on the campus is the band <laughs> and he told me that and I looked at him and I was like well I'm not going to disagree he, he's, he's one of the few people that really uh, I wasn't intimidated by but guess what I listened when he spoke along with uh, and I don't know if you guys remember Jewel Promise, Mama Jaguar Yeah, that was another lady when she called me hey come here radio man I was like uh oh I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I think my blood pressure just dropped. But <laughs> you talked about it earlier. The, 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 just the relationships that you've built yep. over the years. In, in my career, some of the people that I've met from Eddie Robinson, Willie Brown, Van Penaway. I mean, you look at those relationships and, and you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You really do. And, and I always mm-hmm. say I can learn from each and every one, from Isaac Gregg's on down. that's the name of the game and that that's what athletic does to you man it's a it's a melting pot of of different people and personalities and uh it it, it'll stay with you for your life oh no doubt no doubt about it and take you places Mm -hmm. you never thought that you would go or even think about going really yeah you're absolutely right so we kind of talked about the game I thought I heard predictions, but I wasn't sure. So maybe let me uh, rephrase it. (laughs) Predictions tonight. South Carolina State, Jackson State. Coach Petaway, who's going to win, in your opinion? Well, I think uh, I'm going to stay with the SWAC. I think Jackson State is going to win, come out. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Jackson State and Coach Taylor find a way to win this. Wheeler? I'm going South Carolina State by touchdown. Yeah, looking for looking for a good, hard, physical game. Looking for ball control out of uh, South Carolina State, clock control, and uh, you know, looking for them to, you know, ultimately pull that thing out by by a touchdown. Wow, that means one prediction for Jackson State, one for South Carolina State. Am I the tiebreaker? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I can't use somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. I can't use that. Right? <laughs> I can't go with a tie, right? <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll dial up the uh, cliche of my heart goes for one, my head goes for the <laughs> other. The heart and head prediction, HHP. My heart says I'm going for Jackson State because I'm, I'm a, you know, swag. You want mm-hmm. the swag to win. My head says, though, after the, the, the announcement, and I understand emotions are only a part of the game. It does come back to execution in the X and O's. So my head says South Carolina State because they're physical, tough, and whether they win or lose, you will know you've been in a, 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 a mm-hmm. fight, a ball game mm-hmm. with South Carolina State. So with that being said, my Head says South Carolina State in a close one. So my prediction, looking at it, I'm going to go and I'm going to piss off the Jackson State people and I'm going to say South Carolina State um, wins in a tough slobber knocker. (laughs) And I'm going to say something like 24 
the 21. But I could mm. be wrong. And um, if I'm wrong, I'll come back and say I was wrong, and I'll I'll blame it on Charles Edmonds, as always. <laughs> 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 Carlos, uh, 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 another thing that, that, we have, that we have missed this week, uh, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about, you know, I, the world games are going on, and our basketball, men's basketball team, um, they have struggled in some of their exhibition games, and they just won their first game uh, at, for the, 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 the live champion, uh, the, the real world games now. But in the exhibitions, they played a couple close ones, uh, and, it got, and it's got a lot of people uh, worried. Do you feel that we should be worried right now about our World Cup basketball team? Now, uh, 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 do we have our professionals or are we using our amateurs? Yeah, they got professionals. It's all professionals. It's all professionals. I'm going to say this, Coach Petaway, and and, and this may be a bit controversial, but, yeah, you you, you should be worried. But I remember with the influx of uh, European players in in the collegiate and the professional ranks, I think, and remember, we were just talking about Coach Pugh and that toughness and that physicality. I think mm-hmm. we lost some of that. Yep. Because, you know, their style is more finesse. And so now it has been implemented in the NBA. I heard Michael Jordan said if he was playing now, he could average 50 points a game or more. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. could use a hand chat. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They call that tight. So I think we kind of lost our identity. And I could be wrong, just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried. The, the- I don't I don't know I don't know that it means as much to us now as it did to the older guys. You know the oh, young guys okay. just uh, the young guys just to me. You know mm-hmm. no knock against the younger guys or anything like that. I don't know that the I don't know that the pride is is what it should be all the time you know when you when you're dressed in that flag you know that sort of thing you going out to represent you know the 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 usa you know just doesn't seem like we grind into that extra gear that we need in terms of getting over the hump in terms of bringing that physicality that we may necessarily need to the table you know, in terms of selling out all the time, that sort of thing. It just seems like I just don't see that kind of attitude being portrayed by our kids. And maybe it's because, you know, the, like you, uh, I think Coach Federer was saying, the European game is, I'm going to call it soft, call it what it is. But, uh, you know, the, the European game is not as physical, that sort of thing. So, you know, maybe we're trying to bring that mode of play to the table as opposed to our, you know, physicality. Let's grind it out. You know, you you, you come to the hole, you're going to get a hard foul. You oh. know, so, so, so forth and so on. You know, and I think if, if we start bringing that back to the table, then we'll start to get back to the dominance that, that we used to have. Right. And then one of the other things, too, now, a lot of the top players are not on this team. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. this team is being led by Brunson, uh, J- uh, Brunson from the Knicks, uh, Jackson from Memphis, uh, and then Edwards from uh, the Timberwolves. Now, he's their best player. He's shown that he's the best player. 
And uh, this morning they played New Zealand and they won that game 99 and 72. But they, they played a lot of close games with those exhibitions. But uh, that's something for us to look forward to because now you play the world games this year and then next year you back into the Olympics and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they'll have a, a different squad then. But uh, it's going to be interesting for us to see on the basketball side of it if we're going to continue to dominate uh, international play when we do play an in international ball. And then the other side of this, uh, Carlos, you know, on the track side, we United States is holding their own uh, when it comes to track because, you know, you – you just had no no uh, no allows to uh, do the double double. He won the hundred and the two hundred, and and then of course we had Shakira Richardson to win uh, the one hundred to be the fastest woman in the world. She wasn't able to pull a double double. Uh, she finished third. She got a bronze medal uh, in the two hundred. But uh, United States overall is looking pretty good in the world world's games. Well, two quick things, Coach Petaway. Because I, I remember you, you bringing your AM teams in and FG Clark. Um, when I think about your team, it's always been defense and, fi- and, and being physical. Right. Um, you, you heard what I said and heard what Willard uh, stated. Is there a point to that? The physicality, and, and I understand some of the best players are not playing, but uh, I, I, just like, <coughs> I just like the 90s ball and the 80s ball with a no layup rule. And of course, you know, I'm going to plug in my Miami Heat team. They're the closest thing, I think, or one of the closest teams to, to that type of style. Talk about that. And then track and field. Uh, am I wrong? I always pull for the USA and Jamaica. What a competition. Yeah. And track and field. Oh, my goodness. Because when I look and I see, when I look at the Jamaica team and I look at the America team, I see people that look like me. Oh, yeah. So what a competition that is. Right. It, 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 it is. I'm going to start with the basketball first. I think if we cannot, because the NBA is so soft now, it hurts us when we get in an international competition because some of those places, they are more physical than us. So if we were to go back to the 80s, you let the NBA go back to where it was more physical, it'll help the kids, it'll help the players when they do get in an international ball uh, because – that's what's lacking, being physical, uh, having the dominant players in the paint. Because right now we're playing for Nets basketball. You look at Jaron Jackson, he's not even a center. He's a power forward. Both, both of the both of the, the guys, the, the bigs that they've taken for the U.S. team, they play power forward in the NBA. They don't have a center on their team, uh, so that, on this yeah. World, World Cup team. So, that I mean, the World Championship team. So that's what you have to look at. And when it comes to track and field, you're absolutely correct. When you look at Sarika, Sarika Jackson from uh, from Jamaica, she won the 200, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close when it came to the 200. Now she lost. Yes, she lost in the 100, but you got her. You got Kellyanne Frazier Price, who uh, she's like Wonder Woman, man. This is she. This lady has has uh, she has three children, and she is killing people on on the track circuit. It's like. It's like uh, Father Time has passed her by because she, that lady can still fly. And she's like 36 years old. And, you know, 36 in track is supposed to be, is considered old now. She's not old in life. She's just considered old for being on the track. But she's, she's still getting it done. So you're right. And uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, the 4 by 100, uh, which is 
It'll come later on uh, this week in the next couple of days. But uh, things are looking up for the United States, and you, you're absolutely correct. Between Jamaica and the United States, they dominate track and field. Mm-hmm. Will, I remember um, the late, great Johnny Thomas, track and field coach at Southern University. He told mm-hmm. me at one point they used to always recruit and get student-athletes from Jamaica. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think HBCUs need to get back on the trail. Yeah, we did, that for years. we did that for years here at Alabama A&M. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we, won, we won two national championships. We had young ladies from Jamaica. So uh, Coach Henderson, uh, Joseph Henderson, who was our uh, track coach for a, a number of years, uh, he, he won the SIAC every time he put a team on the field. He won the SIC championship in track. So you're right. We got to get back to that, bringing those international. But see, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. The PWIs are getting them now. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, closing statements, if you have been at Willow, it's good to have you back. It's always good to be with you guys, Carlos. Uh, you know, always make my Saturday. No ifs, ands, and buts about that. Uh, you know, I'm going to get the popcorn and the peanuts and uh, uh, <laughs> get my recliner ready for Buddy Pugh's uh, final MEAC SWAC challenge tonight. And, uh, you know, root, root for the Bulldogs. Although I do got some heart there in Jackson now, so let's not get that part twisted. But uh, it's always great being with you guys. And, you know, as usual, anytime I can come on, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, to share the forum with you guys. All right, and I'm and I'm looking forward to to the game tonight, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the swag uh, season. It's here, folks! College uh, football, college athletics, soccer, volleyball—you've got a plethora of sports going on. I want to thank Brian Fulford uh, for producing today's show. All of the my colleagues at Black College Sports Network. Remember, like this stream, sign up for the notification, share it. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Let the conversation continue in the chat room. Boy, the Southern Jackson State fans, I'm telling you, they, they're cut from the same cloth, Willer. My goodness. Oh, my. They go at it. I'm going to have to come to Huntsville and, and, and relax to, to get away from all this pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Have a great rest of your weekend everyone and make sure you tune in next saturday for another edition of the carlos brown show right here on the black college sports network until this for you charles this for next you, time. Charles. oh Where my goodness will oh, <laughs> i thought we were gonna get away without having that chance at once so, oh. until next saturday at 11 a.m Peace and God bless.